0: Hello and welcome to Twin It Twin It Podcast. That's Aaron, host of It's a Fandom Thing Podcast. And that's Jen,
1: host of my Streaming Bubble, and we're,
0: podcast. Yeah. we're Twins. <laughs> Twins. Why did we go into slow-mo- We did that in the trailer too? <laughs> We think somehow that's gonna. I don't know. Oh my god! We'll get we'll get better at this. I promise. I promise. Sort of. So, um, and the quick disclaimer that we are not actually twins.
1: (laughs) I know. I know some people are really confused by that, but
0: yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. I've been been meaning to talk to my mom about it. You.
0: <laughs> oh wait, I'm the next slide. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god, feeling it! Oh this my, is god, amazing. Bart, we...
1: <laughs> okay, uh, we are back this month, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> We are back this month to test our podcast brain twinningness with the movie The Invitation from 2015, not the vampire movie. Every time I talk, I mention this movie, I'm like, not the vampire movie. It is the cult movie.
0: Mm -hmm. And does she love it? Does she hate it? (laughs) If we guess right, we've twinned it. If we guess wrong, then we haven't twinned it and we're not winning it. face.
1: Oh. Oh. let's find out if we've twin bed
0: are witty banter you are witty banter <laughs> that part is not supposed to be that. I witty know banter I slash know. Aaron tells us about Ireland so Aaron yeah real quick you were just in Ireland um, <laughs> that was lovely <laughs> oh, thank you I've been practicing a whole 30 seconds um how was it how gorgeous is it over there
1: it's really gorgeous over there um it's really beautiful we were of course I mean we were very lucky it was raining a lot and of course that's I mean that's the way it is over there especially right now and it was the we were on a tour group and it was the very last tour of the season and um it it but we got very lucky that whenever we did outdoor stuff somehow except for one time when we were walking the streets in Galloway and this very touristy part. So that doesn't matter as much, but we would miss the rain, like the downpours of rain. So we'd get to do outdoor, st- out- outdoor stuff. It might sprinkle a little bit, but for the most part it wouldn't. And then we'd go inside to eat lunch or something and then it would start pouring rain. Nice. <laughs> it's really, yeah. So we were lucky. Um, I really loved the countrysides uh, and I loved the cliffs of more and the Blarney Castle and Gardens. I didn't kiss the Blarney Stone because gross.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> not in a post-COVID Plus, COVID world.
1: <laughs> I mean, they like they do um, not sterilize. Isn't the right word? But what's the word? Sanitize? Isn't that what it, it does? Is- yeah. My God! <laughs> Holy crap! Um, <laughs> this is going amazing. Um, They do sanitize it in between, but still, plus Mm -hmm. you have to go up in a tight little stairwell, I guess, and they hang you over like you are on your back and they hold you over and that's how you kiss. I'm like, no, I'll just go walk in the gardens. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was beautiful. I will say I am so sick of potatoes. I just, no, no potatoes (laughs) anymore. Please. And I need all the spices. are you just on a break? I'm on a break because they they have potatoes with everything, everything, things you wouldn't even think need potatoes. There's a potato.
0: <laughs> see, I need to get to Ireland because I love potatoes. So I want to test too, and but... see if this happens to me as well. I just want to know what's my threshold for potatoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I reached mine. Yeah, I was like, oh, and I love spicy food and they have no spicy stuff there.
0: Mm-hmm. Nothing.
1: At all, I mean, it just makes sense. <laughs> just, yeah, lots of potatoes and lots of sheep. Sheep are everywhere, everywhere, and cows and stuff. And it is—it's very beautiful. I didn't get my meat cute, so I didn't get no. my meat cute.
0: But that's okay. Next time, all the more reason to go back, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know if I'll ever be able to go back, but I'm glad. I'm no, no. I just
1: mean like. I'm like I might not that might be the only time I go out of the country, but it was I I feel blessed that I got to go. I recommend it. I didn't get to get as much Aaron stuff as I wanted to. I was Mm -hmm. surprised at how hard it was to find that. But I found some stuff. So it was it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. So I highly recommend it. So
0: nice. Yeah, I definitely we're kind of talking about like when we take. Like a big, big family vacation, or even like a uh, like an anniversary honeymoon kind of thing. Like Tim and I didn't ever actually take a honeymoon. We had like one of those like staycation honeymoons or whatever, yeah. which is fine. But so we we're thinking, like you know, yeah, maybe for our twentieth, we'll go and take our uh, honeymoon, and we'll go to Ireland. And cause I'm just like, that country just looks so gorgeous. And I fucking love Ireland and I'm going to keep trying to say it <laughs> the way they say it. I love their accent. It's gorgeous. And yeah, I love it. I I'm, I want to go so bad. So you've just made me, you've just pushed me a little bit more.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful country. And um, you know, it was, it was just, I really liked the people as well. People are very friendly. Uh, and they're also very funny. I mean, very funny, but a very dry sense of humor, uh, which I like. So mm-hmm. uh, people really cracked me up there. But yeah, I highly recommend it. So, but you got a cat? I don't know if this is something you want the to know, but
0: <laughs> I did. We got a cat. It was kind of on a whim ish. So a lady that I work with, she lives not that far from us, but she's out kind of more uh, country, next to a cemetery, and a cat just kind of showed up on their property. So they checked with the humane society and neighbors and no one was missing a cat fitting that description. Um, But they were unable to keep it because she's got other pets that are amazing, but just, they weren't going to get along. So, you know, outdoor cat and everything. And I met the dog, beautiful dog, very barky. So I could understand teeny tiny like stray is like oh shit um (laughs) yeah so uh talked it over with the husband agreed that all right we'll go ahead and we'll get the cat and that was on sunday today is wednesday so it's been all four days (laughs) that we've had the cat and this has all happened in less than a week weeks time so (laughs) Took him into the vet and got him checked out. Got his vaccinations, deworm medicine, um, and found out that he is a boy and not neutered and also not chipped. So that should have not being neutered should have been a a cue that he (laughs) didn't belong to anybody. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, So, yeah. So now we are working on names. Uh, The littlest one does not like names that might be kind of mean. So like no Stinky McToots or Farty McGee or anything like that. or (laughs) Like Lazy Sleeps a Lot or anything like that. So one name we've all kind of kind of agreed on has been uh, Duke Caddington the First. And then just call him Duke. I love that. I love that. And then I can call him Dookie and Doodoo. So then I get my poop jokes in too.
1: (laughs) That's funny. I love that.
0: So, yeah, he's really, he's like the sweetest cat. He loves attention, affection. He will roll over and show you his belly after you've pet him a total of one time. So he's very trusting and very mouthy. Like, really, he just mouths a lot. Like, nothing too sassy, but it makes, you know, when you talk to your pet, it makes talking to him more fun because he kind of talks back. I'm just like, the fuck do you say? No. <laughs> so, I'm excited. I haven't had a cat in several years. So, I'm just like, oh my god. I missed having a pet. It's so cute. So,
1: well, congratulations. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Thanks, I remain the only female in the house. So I was going to say. <laughs> I am officially just the queen of this shit show. <laughs>
1: about us. I know. It's like we're just, like, catching up.
0: (laughs) I know. Hi, everybody. Hey. Oh, yeah, shit. We're, like, recording a podcast. (laughs) We're doing an episode. That's right. All right. Well, okay. So we've mentioned what movie that we are talking about. The 2015 movie titled The Invitation, not the vampire one. I laughed so hard when you sent that with that... Some clarification. because I had just watched like the Vampire one like maybe a few weeks earlier. Oh, so when you sent it, I was like, okay, good. <laughs> 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 All right. and so why are we covering this movie, Aaron?
1: Because I chose it. We're not getting it, but I'm not gonna say why. Because remember, we we, we were supposed to be guessing. I'm not gonna give it away. You were trying to get it from me.
0: <laughs> trying to trick you. <laughs> yeah, so because yes, this is, I chose it. This, <laughs> this is Aaron's pick. It. And yes. I have never seen it before. So that's why we're here.
1: Yes. Oh, sorry. I guess I should have said that. Yeah, it's 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 my month to pick, and <laughs> I chose this one
0: that's it <laughs> and that's it. That's all you need to know just who chose it and who hasn't seen it so all right now this is where we'll do our spoiler warning slash synopsis slash trigger warnings um do you want i can do synopsis <laughs> i didn't finish filling that part out in the, on the well, outline do you want to do it where whoever
1: picked the movie does the synopsis Unless you really wanted to read the synopsis
0: from IMDb. You you know how much I love reading IMDb synopses. (laughs) You live for it. I live for it. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) Uh, Well, according to IMDb, the invitation um, is about a man, Will, who accepts an invitation to a dinner party hosted by his ex-wife. The unsettling past reopens old wounds and creates new tensions. That is a very, very simple, <laughs> simple, simple mm-hmm. synopsis of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, I, I guess I'll give what I what what yeah. I think this movie's about. Um, well, I I I you know it's funny because I actually don't have too much of a problem with that synopsis, but I think. See, I've been trying to think all day how I was going to word this. Uh, I think this, I think the invitation is about a man, Will, who is still dealing with grief over the loss of his son. And he is invited to a dinner party hosted by his ex-wife and her new boyfriend. And he brings his new girlfriend along And tensions are in the air because this is the first time he's been around her and his friends in a long time. And the way his ex-wife is handling the loss of their son is very, very different because she has found the invitation, which is a cult.
0: So, I don't know. Very good. (laughs) That was very good. That's like very like official and like proper <laughs> <laughs> official <laughs> and proper so because here's my synopsis all right cuz just kind of a shithead smart ass asshole so not the vampire one with the woman from the show that had the lady with the dragons but the culty one with the guy from the show that had the lady with the dragons and they were both team lady with the dragons um (laughs) excuse me (laughs) that's hilarious i'm sorry all right and uh let's see so you can consider this your spoiler warning for the episode do we have any trigger warnings for this yes okay a lot of trigger warnings for this but i'm like yes (laughs) you okay you should handle that because i don't always i'm just like what it's (laughs) fine
1: um. Well, I do want to answer this just because I know people that will not watch movies if there is an animal death. Mm. So there is an animal death in the very beginning of this movie. If you wanted to, you could s- I think it's important to watch it. But to the story, I think it really plays into what the whole movie is about. But if you wanted to, you could skip ahead like, I don't know, like five minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. um like and right at the beginning yeah it's right at the beginning uh cults that's a big trigger warning i know that's a trigger for people who've been in them um suicide 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 mm-hmm. uh violence
0: yeah um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry i'm a dick <laughs> you're
1: not i understand when it comes to horror movies i'm also like very it's very hard for me to do the triggers but now i've gotten better at it from hosting things because I'm like it's a horror movie, <laughs> <It's good. laughs> um. But yeah, suicide is is a big one. Um, violent violence against a kid too, like an accidental. It's accidental, but if that triggers you at all, so there we go. There you go. I think I covered
0: Yeah, I think that was that's. Yeah, that works. Good job. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have not seen I had not seen this movie. So this is this was a new watch for me. So Aaron has no idea how I feel about it. And we're going to keep it that way. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, we got to guess. So right? yeah, Okay. So <laughs> do you want to go ahead and give your guess? Or do you want me to guess you first? I'm trying to think how we should do it with the ones that we choose for each other. I was going to say we should say it at the same time, but I'm afraid it's going to take forever. <laughs> <slow>. sure. <laughs> That's true. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> uh,
1: are we going to guess how we rate it on IMDb like we did for um Oh,
0: Creed? sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Okay. Um,
1: well, since I chose it. Go ahead. Sorry. You were going to say. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say since you chose it, then maybe... I'll guess whether or not you love, you love it or hate it. Okay. Okay. And then we'll just go from there, step by step. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking that, I think you liked this movie. I think it's it's a very well-done movie, and the performances are really, really good. And it's got John uh, Carol Lynch, and we love him, so. <laughs> yes, we do um, love him. Yeah, I think, I think you liked this movie um, and I think you liked because also just the way it kind of looks at grief at like kind of that darker side because both of them are grieving and handle it in very kind of opposite ways, mm-hmm. which I think is something that kind of interests you to see that play out, especially two kind of very different methods, so to speak. Um, and then if i were to guess out of 10 jim jones special kool-aid cocktails i'm gonna say (laughs) i'm gonna say you're gonna give it like a maybe a oh i don't know 6.7 6.7 drinks (laughs) i
1: love that (laughs) Um, Okay, so before I reveal, I'll guess for you. Okay. I think think you like it. I think I have a feeling that you, I don't know, might have wanted it to get to the action part of it and a little bit more of the culty darker stuff sooner or at least dive into that maybe a little bit deeper but I still think you liked it I think you liked the performances like you, you've already mentioned that so I already know that you did uh- <laughs> Damn <it. laughs> so I think you did but I I don't know if you loved it um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess for you 6.8
0: drinks all right. Very good. All right. So who want, do you want to go ahead and reveal first or do you want me to reveal since I hadn't seen this one then? Yeah, go ahead and reveal. Y- All right. You do it first. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So I will say that I, I don't, I, I don't mind thrillers and like slow burn movies as long as the ending like really pays off. And unfortunately there are plenty of them out there that don't, and it's just not worth the time. This film, not one of those. I the ending for me fucking made it. I was just like, Oh shit, here we go. Honestly, once John Carol Lynch popped in, I was like, Oh fuck. Because <laughs> <like, laughs> it was kind of like creepy from the beginning. I was like, what the shit? Um, <laughs> you you are correct in that I do I did kind of wish that things started, you know, shit hitting the fan a little sooner, but I think because the way that it, it all goes down and it just kind of happens really quickly. Like it's not like the, the kind of that whole climax, it's not like a big chunk of the movie, but it's done, it, it was done very, very well. And I, I loved it. And it's kind of a downer ending and I'm a sucker for downer endings. Um, And I did give it 6.8 Jim Jones special Kool-Aid cocktails.
1: <laughs> Holy crap! I can't believe I got that exactly right. Holy crap! So
0: okay, yeah, Wind it there. Woo! Good job. Yay!
1: I I love 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 this movie. I have seen this movie about maybe five times. I think this is one of the best horror movies that has come out in the recent years, and the ending is, the ending really elevates the movie even more. And I remember when I first saw this movie. I wanted to talk to somebody about it so badly. And I saw it the first time like in 2015 and I was just like, has anyone seen this movie? I have to talk to someone about this movie because there's so much going on here. And it's such an interesting look at grief. And also it's an, it, it talks, it's about a lot of things, class, white, you know, white class too. And someone using their, um, wealth as well and their, their mm-hmm. whiteness. Um, mm-hmm. And also cult stuff fascinates me anyway. And I like the way it was handled. And I like that it wasn't extremely violent until the end. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that because it worked better. It would not work. You would not, because Will is the only one that's questioning things through the whole thing, but he can be considered an unreliable narrator because of the fact that he's in grief mm-hmm. and he's dealing with grief. And he's also dealing with the fact that he's seeing his ex-wife who's totally just not there mm-hmm. and not handling things. And the last time he had seen her, you know, when they, cause they have flashbacks in here, you know, she tried to kill herself and mm-hmm. which is understandable because they lost their son in a horrific, tragic accident. And so he's unreliable so if they had made even though there's a lot of creepy shit that happens Mm -hmm. but also the director of this who um, is fantastic and the writing is fantastic uh, the director she has said that really this is a study in politeness as well and how polite people are even when they're in situations that are so bizarre
0: it is and that happens
1: a lot in here so but, but if it had been like outright like poisoning right away and all that kind of stuff it wouldn't have worked um so i love this movie i i give it a nine <laughs> that's Ooh, how much i love damn. this damn
0: all right all right i was off a little yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
1: we sort of we sort of you sort of twin it but my rating is a lot higher
0: yeah
1: um because i i just I just love this movie so much. I oh, I tell people to see this all the time mm-hmm. because I just, it, it really kind of pissed me off when the vampire movie came out because every time that's why I stress it because I wasn't at first and people are like, Oh, you mean that vampire movie? I'm like, no, that vampire movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, well, I guess we don't be talking about that. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, I, I love it. And just a plug for, my podcast and my Patreon, Carla from my podcast and I, cause Carla watched this at one point and she was like DMing me and going, Oh my God, this movie, this movie. I'm like, finally. So we did an, <laughs> we did a Patreon episode discussing this movie for my podcast. So just mm-hmm. let everybody know.
0: Awesome. Well, I think that's close enough, right? Like. It's close enough. It's yeah. close enough. Like I didn't get the rating, but like, that's not that's not the uh, the point of this. It's not guessing the rating. It's just, did you like it or not? <laughs> I know, but I, uh, I want to say, I cannot yes. believe I got you exactly right. Exactly right. So, which is amazing. And, you know, and I really thought about it because it's like, it's, it is better on the second watch. And I think this movie is rewatchable, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, you know i think i saw something online real quick that it's like it's a horror movie for people who don't like who aren't really into horror because it's not super gory and graphic but it's got plenty of like tension and suspense and just kind of creepy weird moments and just like points where you're just like what happened to claire and <laughs> never yes. knowing what happened to claire is just kind of like shit. <laughs> so I and so in watching it too, and then kind of the second time, and and knowing how it all plays out and everything, it's really, it's really interesting to really kind of like focus on like each character with maybe each re- rewatch. So this second time, I really focused in on Will, and just everything he was going through, and I just I love that they just kind of let him roam around his old house. I, I get it. <laughs> right? Like, how can you say no to that? But like, he spends a good chunk of the movie like wandering around and having those those kind of moments of like being back in his son's room that hasn't changed, which that would be weird. And seeing his ex-wife like, so yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. And Eden, I have to say, the ex-wife, like there was one point where I I agreed with her, not on the cult shit, but she says something um, that you can't criticize how someone navigates grief, Um, which is true, unless it's a cult. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're going to kill your friends.
0: Exactly. But (laughs) I just thought that was really interesting because then that does kind of go along with what you had said the director said about it being uh, like a a thing on, on politeness right because yeah you can't really criticize someone on how they grieve and here someone is because she's joined a cult she's like you can't do that to me meh but it's like kind of i don't know you need to call out weird creepy behavior right but it gets yeah. really really tricky i think when it's grief and a, and when you're dealing with someone that's grieving the death of an extremely close family member and i just i thought that was fascinating and like I had said with for you the thing that I really enjoyed was seeing Eden and Will navigate and not navigate so to speak their their great their grief and their pain Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I mean I just think this movie this movie should be I think studied in like film schools and stuff but Um, And, you know, this movie is so independent because a big reason is because they wanted to have real control over Mm -hmm. this movie, because I think this movie does not have a happy ending. And I think if this had been done like in a Hollywood system or something like that, you probably would have had a little bit more of a hopeful ending Mm -hmm. or they would have tried to make a sequel to it, which I never would I want a sequel to this movie ever. No. Uh, it's perfect the way it is. The the ending is is perfect. Uh, but I do think, you know, it's it's interesting watching um Eden in this because Eden is kind of living in, and I and I love that her name is Eden because it just mm-hmm. kind of fits, but she's living in this world where she has had, you know, she lives in this really nice house that basically because she came from money, you learned from Will when when
0: mm-hmm.
1: Will arrives and he's telling his girlfriend Kira that. And she's just kind of always thought everything, you know, she gets everything she kind of wants in a way. And she lost her son in this horrific accident where, you know, another kid accidentally hits him with like a baseball bat and at a party. And it's just a horrible, tragic thing. And she has never completely dealt with it. And so she was suicidal. And then she ended up finding this group. and a lot of these groups a lot of cults this is the thing is i think people don't think they could ever fall victim to a cult but cults prey on people when they're in a very vulnerable Mm -hmm. state like this and she was in a vulnerable state and they found her and then she was like oh this is the solution and i think in her mind she's like i can peacefully go i can be with my son it's going to be this beautiful moment we're all going to die peacefully Mm -hmm. With the poisoning of the drinks, which, in all honesty, if you, if you research Jim Jones and all of that and Heaven's Gate, oh God, people, yeah. it's not a peaceful death, no. it's a very violent death. Yes, and um, and you see that when um, with Gina, I mean, Gina, when Gina dies, that's not very peaceful. Um, but I think she thought it was going to be like that, and then mm-hmm. the second that kind of starts to go wrong at the dinner party, it's like she she kind of is like. In this desperate, like, oh my gosh! But I, I'm in all white, and I'm supposed to be like, almost rebirth, and everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. And what I'm doing is okay, even though I am totally, totally negating uh, the consent and bodily autonomy of all my friends. I'm mm-hmm. killing them with me instead of just doing it with these people. But it's going to be beautiful. And then when it ends up not being, I think that was such a blow to her but she couldn't handle it and so she kind of just ended up still being kind of selfish in a way I mean I I'm not I'm not trying to negate her grief I'm just saying there's Mm -hmm. like this selfish entitlement there in a way
0: way it didn't go it didn't go her way the way she imagined it and instead of kind of facing that and coming to terms with that and doing like you know the hard thing she did uh, I'll air quotes like an easy thing right because she doesn't have to deal with it she can't deal with it that was the whole point of it and so we see that all kind of bubble up in that moment you know when especially when david's trying to like pep talk her up he's like we are the chosen one she's like no it wasn't supposed to be like this you know so i i do think she really romanticized how everything was supposed to be. Everyone all in white, a heavenly glow. And these are her closest friends and the people she cares the most about. And so she wants to take them with her. And none Mm -hmm. of that's going to (laughs) happen. And so she just was done. She's like, no. And the stomach. Ow! She shoots herself in the stomach. I'm just like... Uh-huh. oh that would be so painful and you know she doesn't die right away and and everything and so I'm just kind of like why 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 this stomach do you know why <laughs> oh I've, I've I've
1: tried to figure that out actually every time I've watched this movie um and I don't know you know I I think she romanticizes so much in this movie she's like she's not really there she's not completely there she's completely in this immersed in this cult because she can't deal with her grief and she can't deal with also i think that other thing she can't deal with is the loss of will because i think she is still very much in love with him Mm -hmm. and she can't handle that she can't handle that he's with someone else she can't handle that he's not like jumping on the bandwagon for this cult like right away Mm -hmm. she can't handle that stuff so she's trying to turn it into this romanticizing everything where everything's gonna be okay and so i think in some weird twisted weird way to her it's almost more romantic to die like that where it's this drawn out thing instead of like shooting herself in the head where she has to fall and she has to be held by will and she has to have will drag her out to outside and she has to have like so she has to make it this more um romantic thing in this weird way like this Mm -hmm. like i don't know she that's the only thing i can think of because and it's i don't want to say it's like the cowardly way to do it because that's not right but it's just more more her way of doing it of making it where she gets to have a hero's death in some weird way. I don't know that's yeah. kind of how I, that's yeah and it and it still will always surprise me, although when I talked about this with Carla, we kind of figured it's because she really doesn't think of Kira as part of this group anyway, and she kind of doesn't think of her as mattering matter that she matters as much. Mm-hmm. but it always will always surprise me, and it's such a nice change because to have. A black woman survive at the end of a movie like this mm-hmm. is pretty remarkable. But it always surprises me that she doesn't shoot Kira, but shoots Will. But then when Carla and I were talking about it, Carla's like, "Well, that's because Kira doesn't matter to her, and Will matters to her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Will is breaking this romantic thing she has in her head of this of this romantic notion of what's going to happen." Mm-hmm. And so that's why. But it's still, every time I watch it, even though I know she's not going to shoot Kira, every time during that scene, I'm like, she's going to shoot Kira, and Kira's going to die, and then Get it nervous. doesn't happen. And yeah. it still
0: shocks me every time I watch it. I was really happy Kira lived. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. Like you said. Yeah. So, and I have to say, Kira is got to be 1,000% the most understanding girlfriend. Like, the way I she... Know helps like at that very to the very end the way she helps will carry eden outside i've been like bitch just shot you i know no and tried to kill saw, me yeah she shot miguel and everybody i like uh so kira's a better person than i am <laughs> i know so, i know yeah with with eden and shooting herself in the in the stomach the only other thing i could come up with was that it's some it's symbolic to the death of the child now the death of her the death of any other possible future whether that be ethereal or real um otherwise i i don't know i don't know why why the stomach i i kind of i can definitely see the whole like almost being dramatic about (laughs) killing herself like things didn't go yeah. my way and so i'm gonna shoot myself in the stomach and now you still have to pay attention to me and now you have to carry me outside so i can mm-hmm. die outside <sighs> but you know oddly enough will needed that <laughs> <laughs> throughout all of this it really kind of helped will in a really fucked up way sort of work through some of his grief because he is forced to come to terms with a lot of things because he's seen his ex-wife act fucking cuckoo birds and because i think he tells care at the beginning that like eden met you know eden had met david through that grief group or whatever but then also started seeing each other at the same while they were still married and everything so yeah i, I <laughs> <laughs> it was good for will uh, no healing <laughs> <it's> <laughs> so, yeah oh. so yes the ending i i love the ending and I and that's what totally makes this thriller worth it I mean there's still good stuff enough to keep me going you know the suspense and whatnot throughout the rest of the movie the themes I really it's really interesting how it seems like there's a lot of horror built around grief and the handling or the mishandling of it so that always that's always kind of interesting to me but yeah That ending. So we see at one point towards the end, David goes outside and he lights this lantern and Will sees it. Will's the only one that sees Mm -hmm. it. And he kind of like, what the fuck? And then shit goes haywire and yay, Will and Kira live. But then they're looking out uh, along the hillside where all the fancy pants houses are. And he can hear screams and we hear sirens and helicopters. And then we see just like a bunch of houses with these red lanterns or orange lanterns. So, it's infected the fancy pants people. <laughs> fancy pants people. I mean, come on. Uh, no, I know. They live, so, they live so far; they don't have self self service. Um. So yeah I, I I just love this idea that like not a lot of people are gonna make it. They've it's terrifying that this cult has that big of a grip, at least on this neighborhood. And really, who knows how far their reach is? Um, I oh, The uncertainty of it and then the not getting a sequel. Yay! Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We talked, Carla and I talked about that because it would probably
1: be something like, you know, you'd have Will and Kira trying to outrun, like the police would be trying to kill. The police might be in on it or... Other people, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to, ha- and then they would be running for their lives, and you'd have like it turn into this, it'd be horrible. This
0: would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be just god awful. So, definitely yes. something said for like a one and done kind of deal.
1: Yes, especially
0: with downer endings because it's like, yeah, they lived, that's great, yay. And then you're just like, yeah.
1: oh shit, but for how much longer? <laughs> Yeah. and and Tommy lived too I always forget
0: yes, yes. that's right I forgot because he had to go too. back inside and get Miguel and when Miguel got shot, I the very first time I watched it and when David shoots Miguel when Miguel's doing CPR or chest compressions I sat up and I was like no not Miguel because <laughs> I just He had kind of that moment with Will when Will was like, you know, look at this pill. I found these pills Mm -hmm. and he's saying and and then the way Miguel kind of calls out Will, but like not really like, oh, Will says you guys are on pills. (laughs) Figuratively. And Will kind of panics like, fuck. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought he was he was a hoot in that moment. And I was like, I like you. You got a sixth sense of humor. Yeah. And I.
1: Yeah, and um, because I'm a soap person, he was in. Um, he's been in a couple soaps that I've watched in the past. So whenever I see soap actors, because I think soap actors deserve a lot more respect than they get, but whenever I see soap actors on something more "quote unquote" mainstream, or they're out and they're doing a movie, I'm like, hey, it's him <laughs> <laughs> from my soaps, from my stories, <laughs> from my
0: stories. <laughs> So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what do you think, like, about the ending? Since you've seen this so many times, you've had plenty of chances to just kind of like not marinate. And so, what do you? I don't know how you feel about it, other than you loved it and everything. But tell me more. <laughs> I was like, was big grease. Um. <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> I doing my glasses thing, like, like Frenchy.
0: <laughs> <Anyway. laughs>
1: um yeah i think it's perfect it's a perfect ending because you've been throughout the whole time we've been in this kind of like almost claustrophobic dinner party i mean like the most uncomfortable dinner party you could ever go to really Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden then it becomes violent and it becomes a life or death thing and then you've got this moment where you're like oh because I really like Will. I, I really like Will a lot. I want to mm-hmm. say that. And I think Logan Marshall Green is so fantastic. Uh, but you get this moment where you're like, oh good, Will and Kira lived. And and yes, Tommy too. Sorry, Tommy, I always forget about you. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> but Tommy you, too. <laughs> but I'm glad you survived too. Um, and so you feel like, oh, you can let out a breath. And then you realize that there was a because you uh, because you kind of forgot about the lantern you saw you saw him do that and you're like that's got to mean something that must be a signal or something Mm -hmm. but then you kind of forget about it and then all of a sudden you're reminded of it when you see all the other lanterns and so it's like this feeling of like oh wait this isn't just um isolated to this one little cocoon of people and then you're Mm -hmm. like oh wait yeah he also found that video message from the doctor who runs the invitation thing basically saying this is the time Mm
0: -hmm. and then you
1: realize all these people are involved in it and you don't know who you're going to end up being able to trust and you are like okay well maybe Will and Kira don't end up making it in the long run maybe they all end up dying who Mm -hmm. knows if how many people have died and it's like this the reason I think it works so much is because You're not expecting it at all. So it really takes you by surprise, but it works. It's not like a trickery. It's not like Mm -hmm. done as like a gotcha. It's not done as like a twist really. And it's not done in a way of shock. It's more done in a way of showing you how broad reaching this cult was and how, especially with people who are rich and powerful, probably and how it really kind of had a hold on them and um yeah it's just it just and it's kind of heartbreaking too at the same Mm -hmm. time so yeah cults just always are so fascinating to me the whole concept of it and you know you can i you can see how easily you could be manipulated into something like this and Mm -hmm. you know um they compared this a lot of course to Jim Jones and all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. and there is stuff like that. Like with the Jim Jones stuff, they people that wouldn't take the Kool Aid that they were killing them Mm -hmm. and they were killing reporters and people that were coming there. It was a really horrible thing, Mm -hmm. but also, um, Heaven's Gate in some ways, this is reminiscent of that. And I remember when that happened Mm because I was like a teenager, and that was. That was freaky and there's a documentary on, I know this is kind of maybe sound like I'm like going off on a tangent here, but for some reason this is making me think of it. But there's a documentary on HBO all about Heaven's Gate and they talk to people who were in that cult and who didn't, who survived and weren't there during that time and they, some of them have so much regret that they weren't there. It's so fascinating. Decades wow. later and they still feel like I should have been there. And they feel this tremendous guilt for not being there and not killing themselves.
0: Oh my God.
1: And so for some reason, when I see those lanterns, it makes me think of that more in the fact that that's such a, a, a weird thing, how powerful that can be of like this notion and this idea that this is the beautiful way. This is the way to live your life. And because this Man has told us this is what we should do. We will all be in peace and harmony, and we're all going to join together. And the lanterns are light lighting our way, almost, you know. Yeah. So
0: I I also can't help but wonder, like, with that ending, because you know we're only we're only in Will in in Eden's home, old home or whatever. And so and we know what Will's going through, and so we kind of understand his skepticism and him kind of being like, "Huh, seems a little." fucking weird but it's like and then you see all these houses and you're like okay they all had to all must have died right like you didn't have like one person there just maybe they did I don't know but it that's I also kind of like that not knowingness of how much loss was there really I mean this is a grief cult so I guess someone there's at least one in every house I hope that would (laughs) have been very weary you know just mm, sucks as fuck kind of keeping an eye on him but i don't know and then yes claire do you think claire made it or do you think pruitt got to her claire
1: claire is the biggest yeah claire is like the biggest question mark as far as i can and i'm trying to remember because carla and i talked about that but that was back in Beginning of October, and I'm trying to remember what we decided then because I probably have changed my I changed my mind a lot, but (laughs) about it. I I think she might have gotten away, but I get the feeling since there are so many houses doing this, and it's such a network. And Pruitt to me seems to be kind of like a henchman almost, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. So he might have even called some of the other people around and you know, mm. so I, I don't think she did, but sometimes I think she did. I don't know. I'm very, I, I'm very mixed on that. What do you think?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I can, you could like... tell me what to think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like I, I a part of me wants her to have gotten away and just, and just made it right. But at the same time, what's the fun in that? <laughs> So this last time watching it, I I'm thinking that like, I don't think she got very far. I think Pruitt did something, whether like you said, he made a call or maybe he was like, Oh, here have like this piece of candy for the road or some, you know, like something. Cause he's very, very sneaky. Like, I guess not sneaky, but like, I just, I don't trust him, but I love John Carroll Lynch so much. And when he showed up, I was like, "Shit's gonna go sideways." <laughs> so it was kind of waiting for that too. But I, uh, I don't know if <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be one of those like kind of flip-floppy things. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I could see that. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna echo what you said. <laughs> Change my mind next time I watch it. So. <laughs>
1: that's that's the way i feel about it so yeah and like i said i've seen this movie quite a few times so mm-hmm. i i get so excited when i see it's on streaming and you know and since the strike is over i guess we could even mention where but you can i mean you can find this
0: you can find out your library too absolutely with the library yes but but it it's is like streaming. yes i know this you know as of today you know it was kind of like official or whatever that the psych Strike is over, but it never should have gone this long because the studios and the streamers are such fucking cheapskate beatskate fucking assholes that I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to say their names on my podcast anyways, but I probably will because I'm weak, but.
1: (laughs) 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 no, I I agree. Although, you know, I have to say on my podcast because we're on a network, we do have advertisements and I I can't Mm -hmm. control those. And um I know that sometimes it's for like Max and other big sure. names, but I badmouth them all the time on the podcast. So I feel it kind
0: of ends <laughs> out. <laughs> exactly. For all the bad, you gotta put out good to
1: counter that Yes.
0: Bad.
1: <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, I do wanna talk about the game they play. <laughs> <laughs> when they play the you know the yes. um, how am i forgetting the name of the game all of a sudden kind of like the, i never have i ever well no it's that oh, that yeah. i want game um oh yes yes i have i have it in my notes for when the it's called the i want game yeah where they just do whatever you want to do you just mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do and the reason i want to talk about it is because it kind of you know it there's so many things in there to talk about but This is when um, Pruitt ends up confessing to murdering his wife, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which that would have been for me (laughs) the final, final, I mean, they've already watched a video of a woman taking her life, Mm -hmm. but that would have really been the final straw because it's like this, this person obviously in my mind was abusing his wife before that and he's a very violent person because mm-hmm. at the end pruitt is like chasing chasing mm-hmm. people down with the gun he's chasing um you know what's his name who shows up towards the end uh, Cho- Ch- yeah go ahead so Cho- yeah. choi yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> choi who s- shows up at the end and you're like wondering you think something has happened to choi and hasn't um and he's literally chasing him he's getting off on this he's a violent horrible awful person but that whole scene and even and before that when eden is like i've always wanted to kiss ben where you know just a little bit ago you saw Mm -hmm. her have this one moment of rage and anger where she slaps Ben (laughs) across the face Uh and then she wants to kiss him and then you've got um you've got gina wanting to do the drugs that david still keeps around because he's a recovering addict but he keeps his drugs around Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: gives that And you've got all this and then it leads up to pruitt talking about I want to talk talk to you about my wife and telling the story about killing his wife and he's making himself a victim. It's so flippin' annoying.
0: Oh my God. I know. But it was John Carroll, like the way he does that scene, that monologue. I love that man. He, oh, you too. It was so fucking good. And it's like, and it's like, as, as much as you're like, you're, I'm pretty sure you're full of shit. It's, he's so good at it where you're like, but maybe not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, he's good at it, but I'm not like that. No. <laughs> oh, okay, just me. Now, uh, no, like I said, when he showed up, you're just like, mm mm mm, mm mm. mm. Thinks that's not a good sign. <laughs> so, yeah, he, that was a hell of a confession. And then, yeah, to, to phrase it like, oh, I did this terrible thing, but I've paid, you know, I've done my time. I've I've paid in that way. And mm, yeah, lots like that story is a big old chunk of Swiss cheese. There's a lot missing from it. So
1: he doesn't even, to me, he doesn't even seem that he's recognizing that he did a bad thing. To me, it seems like he's just like this accident happened. I accidentally hit my wife so hard that she died. Yeah. It's like, he it's more like this happened to me instead of this happened to her yeah this happened to me and then i ended up having to go to jail and then i'm still trying to deal with that and you know and i'm sharing this with you so you can feel bad for me and i'm just like what the hell i'd be like okay that's nice i gotta go
0: Uh right listen the second David locks those doors I'd have been like no I'm leaving and and I love that Will's like what if there's a fire because you know what that's a perfectly valid question because fire codes exist for a reason David but apparently (laughs) obviously he doesn't give a shit so um (laughs) but oh yeah locking the doors that would have been it if I would have made it until Pruitt I'd have been like yeah no I'm gone we're leaving now
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's very unsettling, and it's it's like an initiation.
0: Mm-hmm. The whole game
1: because, is an initiation.
0: It is, and then yeah, with with Pruitt being kind of like a, a henchman type, or just making sure that like David and Eden go through with everything, or that everyone dies, <laughs> you know, because David shoots Miguel, and then after that, we kind of see everything. There's not a lot of audio, but you see. Pruitt kind of gently take the gun from David and then proceed to shoot everybody and so he's there to make sure that everything kind of goes to plan and then what do you think Sadie's role was other than just part of their I don't know thruple threesome fun (laughs) um
1: well Sadie uh, I think Sadie kind of probably Somehow found this group and it wasn't even anything. They didn't even intend to have her there. And she kind of found him and latched onto him and um, just kind of found her way in there. And so I think she's just kind of this groupie in a way, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. I think she's kind of a groupie and she is creepy as hell. She is so creepy. She is like the poster character for cult movies I mean you all I mean you know you could almost criticize the movie for having a character like that because she is so far gone but I like having her in here so I wouldn't but I but I could see how people might just because she is such a caricature of what you see when you see cult movies she's very reminiscent of a Manson girl and in mm-hmm. fact that mm-hmm. was the name of one of the Manson girls so it's like she's very very reminiscent of that was a lot of what you see footage of the Manson family mm-hmm. and the Manson girls when they were g- going to court, when they were on mm-hmm. trial for a murder and you watch them, they're very much like her, like yes. exactly like her. And so I think she was like that. She was just so, she had no identity anymore. And this was just her identity. I mean, you see like the scene where she's like in the mirror and will happens to see her do this. And she's like screaming with no sound. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's so creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's even like telling, Will, you know, we, I can, I can fuck you basically. You know, she's like,
0: yeah, it's you like, I'll do whatever, whatever you want to you yeah. do
1: to because she has no identity anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so I think for her, she's almost, I think her role almost is like the one who she just happens to be there and she's latched onto the situation And she's also the one that maybe is to try and help like with her thing with Will, like in her mind, it was like, I'm going to use my sexuality and my body to make sure he stays. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to say, I'm so grateful that this movie didn't do what other movies do, which Will might have actually done something.
0: Which yeah. he doesn't.
1: He's very much like, get the hell away
0: from me. Yep. Um, you're, you're fucking weird. I, I I don't get he's there. like, I have to make a call. And she's like, <laughs> there's no service. He's like, it's in and out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that's kind of,
1: and then she's just, she's just pure rage, man, when stuff mm-hmm. is not going well. And she's so angry at Will. And she's just this very violent she has no identity, so she's so on edge and she's so unstable, and which is a lot of what um, like some cult members get to is they're just so they're just so entrenched in this, and that's their whole identity.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: when that gets threatened at all, they don't know what to do, and so they lash out that way. And I mean, you—that's so—that's what's so fascinating about cults is the fact that you can have these powerful people leading it that they don't get their hands dirty, but they have other people get their hands dirty for them. Mm -hmm. Not saying they don't do horrible things, but I'm just saying for some of them. And you see that I think with Sadie, Sadie to me is so like, at least I believe one of the Manson girls was named Sadie, but she's so reminiscent of those girls who did basically, they murdered people, horrifically murdered people, Mm -hmm. you know, I, which, well, we won't get into that because I have my own feelings on how they should still not have necessarily been released from prison. Like, so, you know, like, yeah. anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into this, but I'm going to get into it. A- no, <laughs> sorry. I could talk about cults for a long time, but yeah, Sadie was very interesting. Cause yeah, she's very kind of at first, you know, a little on like, just kind of creepy unsettling. Unstable. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like you said, just lash, lashes out. And even at the beginning, when Eden kind of introduces her, when, uh, when Sadie comes out, she, Eden does not seem very happy. She's just kind of like, oh, yeah, and this is Sadie. She followed us from Mexico. I mean, not that monotone, but she definitely didn't have that kind of lighter, flightier, way about her the way she mm-hmm. had carried herself through most of the movie there were a couple of times that i think were really subtle with eden that there were that really kind of made me especially on the second watch just like we go huh because there was that one and then when they're watching the video of the woman dying uh on like with the cult leader and everything and they're just like someone said the way Someone had asked, you know, like what if she was sick or something, and the way Eden answered with cancer so fast, and no one questions cancer. No one's gonna be like, mm, "Are you sure?" There you go. Everyone's like, "Oh damn, fuck cancer." There was just something about the way she answered it that felt like a lie. Mm-hmm, like it was just just too straightforward, too quick of an answer, and. There was no feeling. And I feel like uh, Eden speaks with a lot of feeling, a lot of love, right? Because she's trying to exude all of that, that hippie love, cult love and everything. And I don't have any negative emotions anymore. I've let all of that go. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. I I Just really kind of makes you wonder a little bit more about these people. and, And I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It's hard to articulate.
1: (laughs) No, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, Eden does some things where, like, she doesn't have any boundaries, too. And, Mm -hmm. like, when Kira and Will first get there, and Will has a little bit of blood on him from, because in the beginning, and, you know, I said the trigger warning for the animal thing, they, they hit a coyote, and Will... To me, this is very, very... There's a lot of moments like this in the movie where someone is hit with something, with an Mm -hmm. object. And, I mean, you have their son died that way, and then he takes a tire iron iron, and he puts the the animal out of its misery. He's not doing anything wrong. He's Mm -hmm. putting the animal out of its misery so it doesn't die a slow and painful death. And you could almost see that's kind of what they're doing up there. You've got Pruitt talking about how he hit his wife too hard and, you know
0: her yeah Sadie, like you know was attacking will and he, yeah. he pushed her off and she hits her head on the yeah counter or something yep yeah there's
1: lots of moments of that in the movie but that's why i think the beginning with the coyote is actually very very important because i think it's very symbolic of what's about to happen but when they arrive and he's got some blood on him and eden goes and wipes it off and does it in such an intimate way, mm-hmm. almost sexually. And I'm like, dude, you're not together anymore. And his girlfriend is right there. It yep. is so it's like marking her territory. It's mm-hmm. really gross. And then there's another scene where they're there in the kitchen and she's like, I've got to get right up on you in order to get these glasses. Can mm-hmm. you reach that glass so that we're basically my breasts are right on your, it, it's just like it's really gross. It's like, that's why I say she still really loves Will and she's really like marking her territory this whole time. It's like mm-hmm. this whole thing of like, you know, like, I'm not lying. with him. But, yeah. And no one else can have him. Yeah. And I want him to experience this with me because we both lost our child. So we should both die together. It's, it's almost, now that we're talking about it almost like she doesn't care about everybody else in this situation the main reason she wanted to have this dinner party and do this was so that her and will could be joined together in a Mm -hmm. different kind of weird way and then that doesn't go right for her so it's Mm -hmm. like yeah but yeah she's she has all those moments in the moment with ben when she slaps him is such this
0: like whoa because she's been like this very nice person and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like Boom. <laughs> yeah. And then she comes back a few minutes after that. And she's like, I'm over it. Let's go and have a good time. And dude's like, okay, pick okay. a word. <laughs> okay. Uh, but again, it's that like, you're not going to question it. You're not, it's the politeness. It's the, yeah. well, she's still kind of grieving. This, we haven't seen her in two years. We don't know what the fuck, you know? So it's like, it's like the friends all kind of have a moment where they're just like, you know like gina apologizes to will and then like miguel and them there everyone just kind of has that moment of like well you guys went through a terrible thing and then you know she fell off the face of the earth and we didn't know what happened to her and then all of a sudden she pops up and so it's like what do you do you say yes because you're friends right and you're Mm -hmm. concerned but at the same time there's I would assume some hesitation, you know, when you get the invitation for the invitation, Uh, (laughs) but you know, if you're like Miguel and Tommy and you get like the invite and you're just like, yeah, but haven't seen her in two years. What the fuck? This is going to be good. Yeah. It's I I rambled a little too long. I forgot where I was going with that, but (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. My brain is starting to shut down because it's, dark outside (laughs) (laughs) no i understand Uh, but anyway either way this was a great movie it was something that knowing that it was a thriller i kind of knew what to expect you know that it wasn't going to be like jump scare jump scare blood blood squirt squirt any of that so Knowing all of that going into it and then having it end the way it did, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I think this movie is rewatchable. I think it's very, I mean, you are obvious. You are walking proof of that.
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I, I love this movie so dang much. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to talk about it on two podcasting
0: <laughs> this year. It makes Yay! me very happy. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Um, I'm just going over my notes and making sure I uh, said all the things I needed to say. Yeah, I think that I think I'm good. This was a this was a solid pick. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. I'm so glad you liked it because I was pretty nervous. <laughs> just because I love it so much. I think mm-hmm. if I didn't love it so much, I wouldn't be that nervous about it. I'd be like, OK, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Whenever the first time comes
0: that we give a movie that we hate. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, yeah, either we hate it or we just feel complete opposite about it. Oh, that'll be. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to that. Well, I pick next, so. I know. I'll see what I can do to make all of that happen. <laughs> I know. I'm wondering what you're going to pick. I have no idea. But I have time. All right. Is that going to do it for us? I think that's going to do it for us. All right. woohoo! our second episode down. Woo-hoo. I know we're a little
1: bit late on it, everybody.
0: Yeah. We were supposed to have this released this week. We're recording. <laughs> it'll happen. And, yeah. It'll be released this month? All right, so. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it'll, I'll, obviously, I'll get this out as soon as I can, because it's my turn to edit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Make sure that you are following us if you're on the Twitter, because it's Twitter.
1: Yes, that's not, not the other crappy nope.
0: dumb thing. But make sure and follow us at Twinit Twin It Pod, no second it in that. Uh, Facebook and Instagram as Twinit Twin It Pod. Wait, did I say the second it with the Twitter? i think you might have but, but so it's twin it to win pod pod yes yeah. no second it in that <laughs> and then facebook and instagram as twin it to win it pod <laughs> i think that's pretty much where we're at right now uh, <laughs> and, and Aaron, promote your podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks jen for remembering my podcast um so my podcast is it's a fandom thing where we discuss all things fandom and pop culture primarily from the female perspective and we have been mainly just talking about movies and book i mean movies music and books because of the strike but now that both strikes seem to be over we'll probably come december be talking about other things and then i can also stop watching supernatural let's Mm -hmm. see if that happens (laughs) (laughs) Jen made a little noise there. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to start watching other stuff for podcast prep, but still, I don't know if this this show has now gripped me tight. Um, really it's just Dean Winchester has gripped me tight. I oh mean, god, that that anyone nice. tight. <laughs> Recording this on the eighth-year anniversary anniversary. <laughs> oh my god, Aaron, this is going so well. Um, when I met Jensen Ackles, uh, so anyway, Anyway, we cover like everything you could imagine, but, um, and like I said, it's primarily from the female perspective. We also do interviews. I interview people and now that the strikes seem to be over, uh, we will, I'll be releasing soon an interview with the writers of an upcoming book called, um, the psychology of the boys, the show, the boys. But it's all it's looking basically it's different people write different chapters and it's looking at the psychology behind the show, the boys and all the different characters. And there's also interviews with some of the actors in it, including Jensen Ackles, since I've already mentioned him. And um, it's a very good book, though. It's a really, really good book. And it makes you look a lot deeper at the show. So it's really, really good. So anyway, you can find us on all platforms and twitter at fandom thing pod no it's in that one instagram and facebook and twitter at it's a fandom it, no instagram facebook and tiktok <laughs> holy crap Aaron. at it's a fandom thing pod oh we're also on threads so yeah jen
0: Yeah,
1: do better than me <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay <so> <laughs> no promises all right well you can follow you can find nope see off to a shit start (laughs) you can follow me on twitter the podcast me still bad at streaming bubble no my in that on facebook instagram threads as my streaming bubble and you can listen to the podcast on a podcast player near you unless it's pandora Mm -hmm. i love you pandora (laughs) Pandora. (laughs) I am still working on my 150th episode with Ask Me Anything questions. So I've got some clips lined up, some of, my, some of my favorite cold opens and bits, and I think I've got too much. I actually need to start cutting some stuff. So keep your ears open for that. That is going to be a hoot because, let me tell you, I was giggling. But I also think I am fucking hilarious. I am. It's true. But I think you all will very much enjoy it. So... Yes. Yeah, so well, right.
1: Congratulations on your 150th. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank we you. thank
1: you. I don't know if it'll be out by this time, but we're about to release our 400th
0: episode. So. Damn. <laughs> At a girl, and you are going to have it's a fandom things podiversary is going to be coming up, right? Yes, in December. Yes. In that's December, right? Mm-hmm. So that's four years, right? Because we're yes. Same same age as a we're couple months apart. That's right. Yes. <laughs> We're even twins with when we started
1: our podcast, pretty much. Pretty much. So.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm done. I'm done, <laughs> too. I didn't say anything else stupid. So thank you, everyone, for listening tonight or today morning, whatever. <laughs> Make sure you listen to our other podcasts. And goodbye. Check you later. She Check you later. <laughs> Bye. Oh, we just keep getting better and better at this. <laughs>